D-F-S. It is Friday, October 14th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 6 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. Jared, should the question at quarterback for cashier not be who do you like, but instead maybe maybe every week? Should it just be, all right, is it Josh Allen or somebody else? This might surprise you. I'm actually not going to play Allen in cash Hello. on FanDuel. They're actually, and we'll, you know, we'll get to it when we get to the other positions, but they're, it's not that there's fewer good cheap plays, but the, the cheap plays on FanDuel aren't as cheap as they are on DraftKings. So it's actually, to me, it's tougher to fit Josh Allen into lineups over here. So I'm actually going to play Tom Brady in cash on FanDuel, 7,500 bucks. And we, we've, we've mentioned, we've you know said that, Bucks have gone back to their pass heavy ways the last two weeks. And if you want the actual numbers, if you look at pass rate over expected, the Bucks have been plus 16% and plus 18% the past two weeks. By comparison, the Bills lead the league in pass rate over expected right now at 14%. So, you know, the way it's trending, the Bucks might be the pass heaviest offense the rest of the season. And this Steelers pass defense has not been good so far. They're 30th in adjusted points allowed to quarterback. So, you know, Brady, Brady's not going to outscore Josh Allen likely, but I, I feel good about him putting up a big enough total for the, you know, what, $1,700 savings we're getting here. Yeah, and we should expect the Bucks to be the pass-heaviest offense. They were the past two years. They're built that way again. They're getting their receivers healthy. You know, it's still kind of in the getting healthy process, but they've got them back yep. better than they were over the first few weeks. So, yeah, um, certainly like Tom Brady, I like the salary savings that you mentioned. He's part of a tier that I think you can take any of the three. Brady at 7,500, Geno Smith 7,400, uh, Kirk Cousins 7,600. I think all those guys are good floor bets. Um, based on what's gone, what's happened with all of them so far. And they're all in positive matchups. Uh, so any of those three I like, I'll also take that crew for tournament lineups over um, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes options. That's going to be the centerpiece game. We've got the Josh Allen ownership rate trending pretty high on FanDuel right now. He obviously beats all those guys in ceiling, um, but he's projected for double the ownership of the next highest quarterbacks in the numbers that we have in our lineup generator tool right now. He's also $1,600 more than anybody in that Brady, Geno, Cousins tier. So with those prices, and you talked about the salaries, I saw the same thing looking at him for this week. I'd rather take that savings at quarterback. You know, I'd maybe stick in a pass catcher from the Bills Chiefs game, either Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, whatever. Get some exposure to it that way. But then double stack my quarterback from the cheaper range with two of his pass catchers and absorb some, you know, receiving ultimate ceiling that not as many people are getting in my tournament. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised to see Allen projected for more ownership on FanDuel here than the DraftKings again. Based on kind of what I'm looking at and how I've been building lineups, I do think Allen's easier to fit on DraftKings actually this week. Um, you know, I, I said I wasn't going to play Geno on DraftKings at 12% projected ownership, but he's projected for just 6% on FanDuel. So if that's the case, I do like Geno for tournaments. You know, again, he, He's been awesome. I'm mostly buying into it. Matchup's awesome against the Cardinals. I think, you know, that should be a high-scoring game. So I like Geno for tournaments. I do like Kirk Cousins for tournaments. I think it's going to be a pass-heavy game plan against a pretty bad Dolphins defense for Minnesota. And then um, I like Lamar Jackson here, too. Um, so he's projected at 7% ownership for 17% for Josh Allen. I think Allen outscores, you know, Lamar Jackson 60% of the time in this setup this week. But, like, you know, I would not be shocked if Lamar – 
is the highest scoring quarterback on the slate this week. He already has two games of 40 plus Fando points this season. So, you know, getting him for what, you know, less than half of Allen's ownership, I think is, is a good tournament play. I agree. Um, over at running back, the first two running backs that pop for me, Ramondre Stevenson, 7,500, Raheem Mostert, 6,500. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mostert's game has the third highest over under on the week right now. He should be leaned on, assuming that his knee is fine. And he did return yep. to limited practice Thursday. You know, we'll check on his status today and obviously for the weekend. But I would expect Mostert to be ready to play. So looking at those two guys, I got two workhorses to start out my lineup at 75 and 6,500 bucks. That opens up, I think, a lot of roster flexibility where, you know, we do find a lot more expensive options, especially once we get to wide receiver on FanDuel. Yeah, Stevenson's definitely where I'm starting. Um, I think he is a safe bet for 20 plus touches this week and, you know, could get 25 plus in a really good matchup against Cleveland. So I like that. Um, I like Elvin Kamara for $8,100. You know, he's played two healthy games so far this season. 71% of the Saints offensive snaps in those games, 38 carries and 13 targets. So I think he's another guy. It's a good bet for 20 plus touches. And this third spot is tough. I think Mostert's in play. I think Aaron Jones is in play at 7,300 bucks. And even if they revert back to, you know, the backfields, what they had, been using prior to last week and I think Jones is a pretty solid value for 7300 as a big home favorite against the Jets and then um, Saquon Barkley I'm considering too I want to see a bit more about the shoulder that has me slightly concerned as a cash game play um, but you know again if he's like not on the final injury report today I think I'd feel pretty good about Barkley and cash Yep. I have those guys down as third running back options as well. I think Kenneth Walker is okay to consider at 6,500 bucks, depending on how the build is. Otherwise, I think he's a pretty good bet to get uh, 15 carries in this game. You know, we'll see about the receiving part, but he's a good runner. It's it's a fine matchup. Leonard Fournette at 8,500, I think is one other guy to consider, you know, similar to Saquon in that we can, we can, bet on the work getting to him in a matchup with Atlanta. That's good for everybody. So he should certainly be involved regardless of exactly what they're doing offense wise. I'm sorry, not Atlanta for them Pittsburgh this week. So um, the rushing might not be as easy, but we've seen Leonard Fournette is plenty involved on the receiving end as well. One guy that seems like he might fit is Joe Mixon, but I just, I don't like Jared, the, the combo of floor salary here at 7,800 yeah. bucks with the matchup against the saints who again are tough on uh, running games. Yeah. Mixon's a tournament play for me. I think he's going to be pretty low owned, just, you know, sandwiched in between Alvin Kamara and Ramondre Stevenson, you know, you have Saquon Barkley for a thousand more Aaron Jones. I think is going to be more popular than Joe Mixon. So I do like him in tournaments just as a guy who, you know, should again, get 20 plus touches in what uh, is still an offense that has potential to put up a lot of points. Um, so I like that call. I like um, Kareem Hunt for tournaments as well. We talked about him on the drafting show. I know I think he's a better value here, even at $6,000. Um, we'll see what the projected ownership is going to come in at. But, um, you, know, e- you know, even playing behind Nick Chubb, Hunt's averaging 11 and a half carries per game, 3.2 targets per game. He's a top 20 running back in expected fantasy points. And we, we just have a great matchup here for this Browns running game against the Patriots. They're 28th in football outsiders run defense, DBOA. Browns are three-point home favorite, so it's, it's it's a great spot for the running game. You're just you're saving so much going you know down from from Nick Chubb to Kareem Hunt. Yeah, you not quite enough touches that you like him in a cash lineup, but right. um, very close to Nick Chubb and touchdown opportunities. So you're just you're, that's where you like to shoot for the upside in a game that should be run heavy. Jonathan Taylor is worth mentioning. He's down to 8,000 bucks. He did return to a limited practice Thursday. So we'll have to see about his Friday status. We'll see about what they're saying him heading about him heading into the weekend. 
definitely not in cash plans, even at the $8,000 level. But, you know, if there's no indication that he's going to be limited in his role, I mean, who has more upside as a player than Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, that's a good call. It's like, it it would honestly be tough for me to like click his name and play him in a lineup because he's coming off the ankle because he's been disappointing so far. And because the, the matchup is tough. Um, but yeah, that, that's exactly why he's probably going to be like 2% owned. And that, yeah, that probably makes him a good tournament play. Um, I think one more thing to consider is pairing Aaron Jones and Brees Hall together. Neither one's going to be sneaky on his own, but I think that combo could be sneaky in that you don't normally want to put running backs against each other in the same matchup because you're betting on one team to score a lot, win the game, you know, lean on its running back. And then the other team should be throwing more trailing in that game. But here we have Aaron Jones, Brees Hall, both guys that are more game script independent and that they should be heavily involved, whether a team is ahead or behind, whether they're running more or throwing more. So I I like them as an an interesting combo, 7,300, 7,100, both very affordable for the upside that they provide. Like that, like that idea. I think both running games could have success. Wide receiver for cash. What do you like? Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably gonna end up playing, you know, three running backs at 7,500 plus. So I need a couple cheap wide receivers. One of them is going to be Adam Thielen for me. Um, 5,900 bucks. Again, I, I love this spot for Minnesota's passing game. So I think, you know, that, that should carry Thielen who he's averaging 7.8 targets on a 19% target share over the last four games. Now he was quiet in week one, but since then he's, you know, playing a similar role to what he had in you know, the past couple seasons behind Justin Jefferson. So I like Thielen. Then I'm, I'm, I might go to Romeo Dobbs in cash. Um, he's just 5,500 bucks. Like he's a full-time receiver, in this offense, um, he's averaging seven targets over his last three games. Uh, good matchup against the Jets here. I think you know that that's enough for a guy that cheap for for cash. Are you playing them both in the same lineup, or they're both cash options for you? Yeah, right now my cash lineup has those two guys, and then Mike Evans is my third cash receiver at seventy seven hundred bucks. Again, I love the spot for this Bucks passing game. Yeah, we've uh, alluded to it before now, but the salaries are definitely up here. I think it's probably a signal of the salaries getting more efficient, you know, reacting Mm -hmm. to the way these guys have produced after starting the year a little softer. Dobbs and Adam Thielen at eighth and ninth in our um, FanDuel uh, dollars per point projections. They're the the first guys in the list that have salaries under 7,500. So if you are playing, you know, our top guys in terms of projections versus value this week, you're going to have to pay up at wide receivers. So there's decisions to make there in terms of where you're spending um, by position here. I do like Debo Samuel at 7,600 against Atlanta. It's always tough to bet on the Niners as like a cash passing game, but his numbers have been there five, five, six, and two receptions in the four games with Jimmy Garoppolo. So far last week's two receptions came on nine targets. So the usage was still there. He never got the salary boost from the big Monday night game against the Rams back in week four, because it was after the next week's salaries came out. And then last week's game was disappointing. So he didn't get, you know, the salary correction there. So 7,600, I think is still below what Debo should be. And again, the Atlanta matchup is good for everything. So the only you know, potential limitation is San Francisco deciding where it wants to go with the ball. Yeah, he's definitely an option. He feels too cheap. Um, just, just looking at the game logs, though, like he's only top 12 Fando points in, in one of his five games. Um, which, you know, we're happy about it. he was our he was our you know, early round bus pick. And it's, it's it's worked out so far. I mean, he had the big game on national TV against the Rams. But other than that, you know, he's just kind of been OK so far. Mm hmm. 
on the GPP side. That's where I like Mike Evans a little bit more. I guess he's probably a better target bet than I give him credit for at this point. He still yeah. feels a bit more like Mike Williams, but maybe he's maybe he's a sturdier version of Mike Williams. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say so. Um, uh, Mike Williams with a more proven track record, a longer track record. Mm-hmm. So what else do you like for GPP lineups at wide up? Yeah, I like paying up for Justin Jefferson and GPPs, 9200 bucks. But again, I think this could be a massive game for him and this Vikings passing game in general. Um, I like Jamar Chase for tournaments, 8100 bucks. I don't think T. Higgins is going to play. Um, Marshawn Lattimore is iffy for the Saints. They're, you know, they're top corner. So it's been a disappointing season for Chase so far. But I still think he has that, you know, big game in him. And I think this is a good buy low spot for Christian Kirk, um, $7,000. So he's not super cheap on FanDuel. I think that's going to keep his ownership down. Um, he's had two bad fantasy games in a row now, but really last week was the first time he didn't see 20 plus percent of Jacksonville's targets. Um, you, you had Doug Peterson come out a couple days ago and say, you know, Christian Kirk needs to be getting, I think he said like nine, 10 or 11 targets per game were, were the numbers that Doug Peterson actually used, but you know, Kirk has been at that level for, you know, a handful of games this season already. So I, this could be a game where they, you know, specifically look to get Christian Kirk going again. Yeah. You love hearing that from the guy who's in charge of the offense, because that right. means he's going to be scheming in looks for Christian Kirk for an offense that needs it after the way it performed the past two weeks. So I love that note. I'm definitely going to be playing Christian Kirk. I totally agree with Jamar chase. Like he's disappointing so far, but he's disappointing in a way where you look at it and you're like, yeah, but he's going to have a big game at some point. He's on pace for more targets and catches than last year. The yardage is down. The a dots shorter, mm-hmm. but it's not like, you know, Jamar Chase forgot how to play or they forgot to throw the ball his way. It's just Cincinnati is a little bit sluggish right now. And they nothing has changed there to make you really worry. So I I think this is a nice spot for Jamar Chase. And the projected ownership is in the single digits right now. And it's just like a week where I don't see a reason where it's going to significantly alter even once T Higgins is ruled out for this game because of the other games that are on the slate. We do have Mike Evans, who's also projected for low ownership at the moment. Like between those two, I think there's a better chance that Mike Evans jumps in ownership as we get closer to Sunday than Jamar Chase, just based on what's happened so far. Yeah, I think they both might get up to like 10%, but I don't think they're going to get much higher than that. Just like you said, everyone's going to be attacking that, that Bill's Chiefs game. Tyler Lockett is going to sneak into consideration here if like the hamstring has people scared off of him because the situation's great. We're going to have to watch that situation with his uh, hamstring though. He's a little bit expensive for cash lineups to 7,500 bucks, but certainly the ceiling will be there. Um, if it seems yeah. like he's ready to go. Did, did you set the pricing on Fandle this week? Because Tyler Lockett is more expensive than DK Metcalf. That's just reality, baby. It's finally <laughs> catching up. Tight end I, for cash at tight end, Jared. I think it's really whatever fits salary wise. Yeah for your particular lineup. We've got, you know, Zach Ertz. We've got Tyler Higby in the 6K range. We've got Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey up high. And then if you want to go down to the 5K, I don't feel like I need to for my FanDuel lineups. But if you want to, there are several options down there as well. Yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews is our top dollars per point value. Now, again, to me, it's tough to fit him in a cash lineup because there are no, like, really good cheap plays. So, I have Zach Ertz in mind right now, 6,000 bucks. I mean, he's just seeing awesome volume. Ertz is, um, he has 9.3 targets over his last four games now. You know, he was limited in the opener since then. Um, he has 10 plus targets in three of his last four games. In Seattle, dead last in adjusted points allowed to tight ends. Part of that's due to Taysom Hill last week, but Football Outsiders also has them dead last in tight end coverage. So, you know, Ertz just a good volume bet and a good matchup. 
Yeah, he would be my lean there as well. We'll see exactly how the build goes. Uh, for tournament lineups, it looks like the ownership's going to be pretty concentrated among four guys. Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Higby, Zach Ertz. All those guys are 6K or above. None needs to be out of your plans, I don't think, for that ownership level. Because I think it's going to be balanced enough among them that none is like the, well, fade that guy because he's going to be on a third of the teams in yeah. this tournament. George Kittle... If you look at our FanDuel dollars per point rankings, he jumps out among the group because he's cheaper than those other guys and he's going to be lower owned than those other guys. Atlanta, the matchup, like I said, positive for everything. Yeah. So the question isn't can George Kittle produce against Atlanta is will San Francisco give him the opportunities to produce? So that's why it's a tournament play. You take a shot on him getting the opportunities here. Um, he's eighth among tight ends and target share on the season, sixth among main slate tight ends. So not even a big leap in terms of his usage so far. It's just mm -hmm. whether San Francisco passes the ball enough to get him those opportunities and where on the field those opportunities show up. Yeah, the usage has been there. I mean, uh, I think it's a 17.5% target share. You'd like that up a little bit, but, you know, the, the routes have been there. Kittle's not blocking too much. That has not been the problem. Now, he's he's so cheap on FanDuel that he's attracting more attention than he is on DraftKings. You know, 8% is not a super low ownership number, but I still think he's a good tournament play. Um, then Irv Smith is the other guy I wanted to mention here, just 4,900 bucks. Um, his route rates have been climbing each week now. He's 64 and 69% the last two weeks. Those are his two highest marks of the season. And then Miami, uh, 29th in both adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends and football outsiders tight end coverage ranking. So I like Irv Smith as a one-off, and I definitely like Irv Smith if you're you know playing a, a Viking stack this week. And I definitely like Irv Smith better in a lineup that I can forget about if it doesn't work out than in my season long lineup where I have to look back and see that I lost by six points because I trusted right. Irv Smith. Okay. Not, not, not safe, but I, I, there's definitely upside this week. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Defense, Jared, where are you going? Yeah, I'm going Panthers here too. We talked about him on DraftKings, but just 3,700 bucks on FanDuel Rams, uh, 31st in our adjusted fantasy points allowed to defenses. And it, it makes sense because you watch them play. It's a battle line and there's, n there's nothing downfield, everything's short and it's all Cooper cup and Tyler Higby. Um, I, I just think the offense is going to continue to struggle until they get, you know, a third weapon there to throw to the running game sucks. So I, th I think Carolina is a, a safe bet, even though, you know, they're big road underdogs, not a spot you usually play defenses, but the Cowboys were road underdogs last week and they, they came through for us. Yes. And, you know, obviously they got somewhat lucky on scoring the defensive touchdown, but also held the Rams to 10 points in that game. So the Rams just stink on offense relative to what they should be at this point. So I certainly agree with that. If the salary doesn't wind up mattering a whole lot, we have the Rams, we have the Jaguars, uh, we do have the Bucks all the way up at 5K. Probably not going to get to that one, but yeah. I think Rams, Jaguars are certainly well within reach if we find the salary space sitting around. Yeah, I love the Jags. I think attacking Matt Ryan is going to be a good play all season. And then on the cheaper end for tournaments, um, I like both defenses in the Saints-Bengals game. Um, you know, the, the Bengals, you know, Joe Burrow just takes a bunch of sacks. That's been his thing since he entered the NFL, uh, since he has allowed the fourth most sacks so far this season. And then um, for the Bengals defense, I mean, the, the Saints are just all kinds of banged up. I don't know if Michael Thomas is going to play, Jarvis Landry's iffy, Chris Olave's iffy, so – um, and Cincinnati, as we talked about on yesterday's show, has, has been a solid defense this season. And I, I, I kind of buy that continuing. Yeah. 
Yep. I can't argue with either of those. Um, but that's going to do it for the week six FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. You can play around with the lineup generator. Build your own lineups for playing in various types of contests on FanDuel, on DraftKings, on Yahoo. You can also find Kevin's tips with uh, specific player picks for both cash and GPP entries on FanDuel this week. For Jared Smoll and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.